You're listening to Comedy Central. July 22nd, 2019. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Tonight is an amazing actor and one of the stars of the movie Rocket Man and the new film Skin. Jamie Bell is joining us, everybody. Really fantastic guy. Also on tonight's show, babies are smoking weed. Ronnie Chang takes us to an auction and Trump is getting into the rap game. So let's catch up on today's headlines. First up. Society is always searching for ways to make pregnancy just a little bit more comfortable. But this next story is taking it to the highest levels of comfort yet. Now to tell you about a sharp rise in the number of pregnant women smoking pot. A large new study out today finding pregnant women turning to marijuana to ease everything from morning sickness to migraines, despite no evidence that it's safe. Cannabis use in pregnancy is associated with having a baby who weighs less. And there's also growing evidence that there may be an association with uh, neurodevelopmental problems. You know, it's truly amazing how far the weed debate has come. Just a few years ago, people were like, should we be giving this to cancer patients? Now it's like, how high can a baby get? (laughs) Because you know, that's pretty much what happens, right? Anything a mom gets, the fetus gets too. Yeah, and you don't want a high fetus. Yeah, instead of, I can feel him kicking, it's gonna be like, I can feel him eating Doritos? Is, (laughs) Is that what he's doing? And I don't know how babies are gonna feel about this. Because, like, just think about how stressful being born already is, right? It just freaks you out. Now imagine being high while you're being born. (laughs) He's gonna be hiding in the corner of the womb like, shit, it's the cops, it's the cops, it's the cops, it's the cops. But, but I'm a little worried that weed seems to be the cure for everything now, right? Just think about it, for everything. People like arthritis, arthritis, glaucoma, lack of appetite, anxiety, now pregnancy. Like, it's only a matter of time before airlines start putting it in the mosques that drop from the ceiling. <laughs> and be like, oh my God, we're crashing! <sighs> Dude, what if we all jumped at the same time? <laughs> like, just before we hit the ground, we all just jump. <laughs> we all just, like, jump. Now, please, let's be clear on this. I'm not saying what these mothers are doing is wrong. We don't know. Right, because we have no research. We don't really know if smoking weed will ever hurt a fetus, right? Studies have actually been done on Jamaican mothers. This is true, 100% true. Jamaican mothers who smoke weed while they're pregnant, and from the studies, it doesn't show much of an effect. But those are Jamaican babies. <laughs> yeah, how do we know the effect isn't what makes them Jamaican? How do we know that's the thing? <laughs> yeah? Like, now we're gonna have all these white babies in Colorado being born, and it's like, why am I crying now? Ah! Not feeling angry with their bumbleglad diaper rush. <laughs> you don't know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Moving on to some other news. You know how it seemed like Endgame was the final Avengers movie? Well, it turns out this was just the beginning. 
what's next for your favorite superheroes. The studio introducing fans to a new chapter or phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, including what many are calling the most diverse superhero lineup ever. The new heroes include the master of kung fu, Shang-Chi, a reboot to Blade now played by two-time Oscar winner Mahershala Ali, Natalie Portman's Jane Foster returns taking charge of the hammer in Thor, Love and Thunder, and the highly anticipated standalone film Black Widow starring Scarlett Johansson. Wow, that's right. Marvel has come out and announced 10 movies and TV shows over the next two years. And I mean, I'm happy about the diversity, but I don't know if we'll have the time. I mean, <laughs> like, think about how many movies there are. At this rate, we're just gonna be living in the movie theater now. It's just like, our whole lives, we'll just be watching Marvel movies, and then we'll fit in life events during the slow parts of each film. We'll just be sitting there like, okay, it's a Hawkeye scene. Okay, go, 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 go. I take you to be my lawfully wedded husband. Hold on, the Hulk is back, the Hulk is back. Like, I feel like soon, every movie's just gonna be a Marvel movie. It's like the only movies out there, right? You're gonna go to the cinema and it's just gonna be like Black Panther, another Thor, Iron Man 5, Captain America, and then on one screen, a movie where Vin Diesel is driving cars. For my family. <laughs> it's also strange because like the more movies they make, the more the logic seems to break down. Like, I don't know if you're the only one or I'm the only one who thinks this, but it's weird that all the Avengers came together to beat the biggest bad guy in history, but then they just separate and go and do their own movies. Like, they still exist in the same world. They just stick together. Like, if I was an Avenger, I would just assemble everyone for anything, no matter what. I'd be like, Avengers, I need you! And everyone would come and be like, this toilet has a weird, like, connector. How do you guys... <laughs> how do you guys... I'm just saying, like, why don't we always work together? <laughs> and finally, it seems like every day, a new Democrat jumps into the race for president. But it looks like there's one campaign stuff that's had enough. Presidential candidate and former Maryland Congressman John Delaney is doing some damage control after Axios reported that members of his own campaign have asked him to drop out. A report by the news outlet Axios quotes anonymous staffers as saying the former Maryland Congressman is not made for the moment and that since he didn't break out at the first debate and isn't spending enough money to be competitive, he should drop out. Wow, poor John Delaney. The people he hired to help him win are now the ones trying to get him to quit. <laughs> well, I guess technically half the people want him to quit. The other half are like, who's John Delaney? <laughs> They're like, he's the candidate. He'll be working for him. He's John Delaney? I thought it was Hickenlooper. No, that's the other guy. <laughs> I do feel bad for him though, man, because more than anyone else, your campaign staff are supposed to be the one group of people who believe in your potential and never give up on you, right? Having like your campaign staff tell you to throw in the towel it's like going to your therapist and your therapist is like, I don't know, dude, sounds like to me you're gonna die alone. <laughs> He's just like, really? You don't think anyone could love me? Nah, man, your shit is bad. Your shit is real bad. <laughs> All right, that's it for the headlines. Let's move on to our top story. <laughs> There's something else that's putting Sweden on the map and this time it's not good. ASAP Rocky, a rapper from Harlem, imprisoned in Sweden for more than two weeks after an altercation on the street. The artist maintaining he acted in self-defense, posting this footage on his Instagram, allegedly showing the moments leading up to that fight. Two men appearing to follow the group, even throwing headphones at the rapper's bodyguard. ASAP, whose real name is Rakim Mayers, now into his third week in a Swedish jail, while prosecutors investigate this fight caught on camera on the streets of Stockholm. That's right, American rapper ASAP Rocky has been detained by Swedish police for his involvement in a suspected assault. 
And now he spent almost three weeks in jail. Yeah, at this rate, if Sweden keeps him locked up any longer, he'll have to change the dollar sign in his name to a euro. <laughs> and I've seen, I've seen some people online saying, oh, three weeks in Swedish jail isn't that bad because their jails are really nice. Yeah, but you know what else is nice? Not being in jail. Because <laughs> Swedish jail still means that you're locked up. You don't have your freedom. And on top of that, they make you assemble all your own furniture. It's heartless. <laughs> You make your own bed and your own counter and there's no instructions. <laughs> and from the beginning, from the beginning, ASAP Rocky has been protesting, protesting, saying that he is innocent, saying that he was provoked and acted in self-defense. And to back it up, his team released cell phone footage of how the whole thing went down. Just for the cameras, we don't want no problems with these boys. They keep following us. Look at them. TMZ obtaining this video of the June 30th altercation that landed the Grammy-nominated artist and two backup performers behind bars, but without criminal charges. We don't want to fight y'all. We're not trying to go to jail. Hey, you're following us. Go that way. Oh, let's go this way. This is your area. Go that way. We're going this way. You see, this is what happens when you live in a country with free health care. A giant bodyguard is telling you to walk away and you're like, do your worst, buddy. I don't have deductibles. <laughs> do it, let's see. Now, luckily for ASAP, he has some powerful friends lobbying for his release. And this is not like the usual hashtag stuff. No, these friends have gone straight to the top. A host of celebrities have been calling for his release, including Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, who have been lobbying the White House. And now President Trump is using the weight of his office to get ASAP Rocky out of jail. I personally don't know ASAP Rocky, but I can tell you that he has tremendous support from the African-American community in this country. And when I say African-American, I think I can really say from everybody in this country, because we're all one. That's right, folks. We're all one. <laughs> and anyone who doesn't agree with that can go back to their shithole country. <laughs> Send her back. Send her back. Yeah. You know, this is one of those moments where I genuinely cannot believe that we're living in real life. <laughs> no, because it's just, like, listen to the story. Donald Trump, who is the president of the United States, got a call from his friend, Kanye West, <laughs> to save a rapper from a Swedish prison. <laughs> this sounds like a headline written by a newspaper on LSD. It's just like <laughs> the craziest shit ever. What's also insane, just by the way, is how like powerful Kanye West is in this situation. It's almost like he uses his MAGA hat like a magic lamp. He just like rubs it. And then Trump comes out and is like, what do you need? <laughs> got another problem, I need your help. So, so when Trump got involved, that was the part of the story where I thought things would take a turn for the better, you know? Because the leader of the free world asking for an ally to, to, to give them a favor, that seems like things are gonna work out. But just like Melania, it turns out Sweden appears to be immune to Trump's charms. On Saturday, the American president tweeted that he had been in touch with the Swedish prime minister, saying that ASAP was not a flight risk and offering to personally vouch for his bail. But that is not how things work in Sweden. The former Swedish Prime Minister Carl Bildt also tweeted that Donald Trump needs to understand that Sweden has an independent judiciary with any political meddling distinctly off-limits. 
Yeah, uh, so Sweden is saying that in their country, uh, presidents can't interfere with an ongoing investigation. Imagine how hard it must have been to try and explain that to Donald Trump. Because he calls in, he's like, hey guys, I need you to let my friend ASAP Rocky go ASAP. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, Mr. Trump, I can't interfere in a criminal matter. It's like, oh, come on, don't you ever call me you can fire? It's like, we don't do that here, Mr. Trump. Okay, can I fire you? It's like, no, I'm the prime minister. It's like, okay, well, this sucks. Can you send me some of your meatballs? So we're now on week three of ASAP being locked up abroad. And right now, it doesn't seem like there's any end in sight because Swedish authorities say that they're still investigating and they don't have bail in Sweden, right? So they're not gonna let ASAP go because they say that they consider him a flight risk, which I'm sorry, I think is crazy. Like you're afraid that he's gonna get out. He's a black man in Sweden. <laughs> Even if he tries to escape, how far can he get? on, Sweden, let the guy go. Take away his passport and let him live. You wouldn't even need to put his picture up on the wanted poster. You could just write the black guy and he would be found. <laughs> so Sweden, come on, man. This case is not making you guys look good. Plus, let's say that ASAP does escape. President Trump has offered you his personal guarantee. <laughs> so worst case scenario, if ASAP's gone, you can put Donald Trump in Swedish jail and then we all win. <laughs> we'll be right back. Some stories in the news help us understand the world we live in. And some news stories are just stupid. For those, we turn to Ronnie Chang. If you're super rich, the only thing better than spending your money is having other rich people see you spend your money. And the place you do that, auctions. It's the place where a guy talks so fast that he tricks you into buying crazy shit you don't even need. Like, one time I raised my hand at an auction to ask where the bathroom was, and I ended up buying a yacht. <laughs> and the yacht didn't even have a bathroom. You're just supposed to pee over the side like a barbarian. So, auctions were always where the rich went to flex, but now it's just getting stupid. Hey, are you a fan of grapes? Would you pay $460 to eat just one? A bunch of Ruby Roman grapes were sold at an auction for $11,000. The grapes are prized for their juiciness, high sugar content, and low acidity. It is the most expensive bunch since the breed came to market 12 years ago. $11,000 for a bunch of grapes sold to the dumbest guy in the room. <laughs> That's $500 per grape. And because they're grapes, you know you're gonna drop at least one and it's gonna roll under the fridge, typical grape shit. And the mouse that picks up that grape automatically becomes the richest mouse of all time. <laughs> if I'm buying grapes for $11,000, those grapes better come with a sexy man in a toga to feed them to me. And then slap the shit out of me for spending $11,000 on grapes. And look, if you think spending a couple thousand dollars on grapes isn't a big deal, what about spending $100,000 on a lump of plastic? 
A little piece of the force sold for a small fortune. A prototype Star Wars action figure fetched just under $113,000 wow. at an auction in Pennsylvania. Oh my gosh. The rocket firing Boba Fett figure was originally intended to be part of a toy line for The Empire Strikes Back in 1979, but it never went into mass production. That's because it was deemed a potential safety hazard to children. That's right, $113,000 for one toy. For that money, you could have bought all of Toys R Us. <laughs> and the worst part is you're dropping 100 grand on a toy that wasn't even good enough to be released. And I wonder why. Look, I don't remember the part in Star Wars where Boba Fett captures Han Solo with a red dildo. <laughs> this all just shows you that Star Wars fans will buy any stupid bullshit even remotely related to Star Wars. And that's why I'm gonna start selling the Luke Skywalker Walker. <laughs> so, we have $10,000 grapes and $100,000 broken toy. And if you're looking to blow a million bucks on something stupid, I've got just the auction for you. Three original NASA videotapes of the Apollo 11 moon landing sold at auction on the 50th anniversary for $1.8 million. They show Neil Armstrong's first step on the moon and Buzz Aldrin planting the American flag there. Footage of the moon landing, this guy just paid almost $2 million for something he could have watched on YouTube, okay? <laughs> for that money, you could buy the actual studio where they faked the moon landing. Also, these tapes have been sitting in a box for 50 years, okay? Someone must have taped over them by now. <laughs> Whoever bought this is gonna be so pissed when they sit down to watch them and they're just old episodes of Full House. <laughs> so, I get that the tapes are valuable, okay? But for that price, there better be a man in a sexy toga feeding me those tapes. <laughs> so that's the world of stupid auctions that are really stupid, okay? Any questions? Actually, I, I have a question. And sold! You're now the proud owner of a new yacht with a lot of pee on the side. Wait, I didn't wanna buy I don't want to... Let me tell you, everybody, we'll be right back. No, no I wasn't raising my auction's work, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is an actor who can currently be seen in Rocketman and the upcoming film, Skin. Please welcome Jamie Bell. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I've been such a big fan of yours for such a long time, um, just like as an actor on the screen, uh -huh. you know? Um, you've been acting from a very young age. Yeah. And I feel like it's just, it's, it's in your bones, it's in your craft, it's what you do. Rocket Man is, yeah. is a huge film to be in. Congratulations Thank on you, that. Man. Thank you, um, what, what was What was that like? Yeah, I mean, congratulations. Oh, wow. A lot of Rocket Man fans here. Yeah, but, but what was that like? I mean, like you, you, you're, you're in a film where you're, you know, you're telling the story of one of the greatest music icons of all time, yeah. who is also one of the biggest heroes of the LGBTQIA community. Yes. Like, like that must have been a pretty big role for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I met Elton John for the first time at the Cannes Film Festival back in uh, 2000 when Billy Elliot, which is the first film I ever did, right. went to that festival. And he'd seen that film and he was there and I met him and he, and he was weeping. He was like a, a shaking, crying mess. And I only, doing the movie, I only really learned why he was so affected by it because right. his father um, famously kind of couldn't come to grips with the fact that he was homosexual and, and, and he never showed up to one of his shows 
that he played ever. Right. And in Billy Elliot the movie, I don't know if you remember, because it was 150 years ago that that <laughs> film came out, Billy's father kind of yes. turns up for him at the end, and that just kind of destroyed him. He really is uh, an enigmatic person. You know, Elton yeah. John is like, everyone that meets him, they go like, he is completely himself. Yeah. He was famous before famous people were famous. I yes. mean, like, before the internet, before social media, he's always been Elton John. What do you think makes him so special when you just, when you just, the man, the myth, and the legend? I think Elton is so willing to be vulnerable. I think his music is very vulnerable. I think his, his music really evokes a lot of emotion. There is a, a fragility to everything he does. He's so willing to kind of expose himself and show everyone who he really is. Yeah. Um, and for that, he... And, and the movie really is a celebration of his whole life. And he's had his ups and downs. And the movie really kind of explores that as well, so... It, it is a beautiful story that takes you through a man's life. It takes you through the life of a country at the same time. Yes. And then, and then the musical journey. One thing that's great about it is it is a celebration. Sure. You know, there's glitter, there's shiny everything, yes. there's fun music. Yes. And then I'm watching Skin. Yeah. And as we saw from the clip, it's like the different. opposite of glitter. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've got Nazis and, you know, like racist tattoos and swastikas and everything. This, this is a big jump for you to make as a, as a human being. I mean, you, yeah. you, 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 the movies come out in different orders, but sure. you, went, also, you went from skin to Rocket Man. Yeah, I was so grateful for Rocket Man, really, because I, I uh, as you just saw there, I was covered like head to toe in um, white supremacist tattoos for six weeks making this film. Um, a true story about a real guy uh, who ended up kind of reforming himself, getting himself out of this group. Uh, mostly through the, the kindness and, com and compassion of other people, to right, be honest. Right, right. Um, but then doing that and then going to kind of sing Goodbye Yellow Bit Road and, and dance with <laughs> platform shoes and big wigs and stuff yeah. felt like a big relief. When you, when you look at the character in Skin, when you, when you yeah. look at this character you're playing, you're playing a man who did some of the most hateful, heinous things. It was part of an organization that is still around today. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you have these people who truly believe in white supremacy and will do anything to achieve it. As an actor, as a great actor, you're always trying to empathize with the character you're playing. Yes. Is that not difficult in this type of circumstances? How do you look at a character like this and go like, yeah, I will empathize with their white supremacist views? It was a big deal for me because uh, I, have, I have a genuinely uh, complicated relationship with forgiveness. <laughs> right. You know, and, and, and like, in acting, they always say like, well, you can't judge your character. Yes. Because you won't be able to play them if you're judging them. But when you're playing someone who has like such bigoted hateful, intolerant views, there's only kind of one way, I think, that you can really view that person. Right. They're an intolerable person. They should be stripped from society. Um, I would never have done this movie if I didn't think that it was trying to look at uh, the root of evil, but also in equal measure, the root of kindness and compassion in people and how those two things can kind of intersect and affect change, hopefully for the positive. Ra racism and intolerance and bigotry is, is learned. The end of this movie, the character is meeting his son for the first time. I right. hope that the end of this film is really a, a call to conversation, uh, a bigger conversation. How do we um, approach this? This isn't going away. This is certainly in the headlines. It's certainly filling the cable news streams. Right, right, right. Seemingly by the day. One, one thing I, I really find interesting about the film, though, is, you know, when, when you're telling a story like this, especially about somebody who, who, who is a, a proud Nazi and a white supremacist. Sometimes the stories can feel like they're trying to make us feel bad for that person, like, mm. oh, and then the person realized that they were doing bad things and now they're a good guy. Sure. But this is, the story's told in an interesting way in that it feels like it's not a typical redemption story. 
it's just a story based on something that really happened. Yes. Where you 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 feel like now the burden sits with him. It's like it's it's it, it's his journey to to bear. You know, like like you know, why do you think that was important, and how do you think that changes the way a story is told? Well, I met the real guy. I met the the, the character that it's based on is Brian Widener. Uh, as I said, career Nazi. I went to meet him. He's in the the FBI witness protection program. I went, spent a week with him, uh, and he does. He reckons with it every day. He looks in the mirror, and I think he has a lot of... He, he will never escape the things he's done. Right. That's his prison, in a way. The real hero... And I said, I said to him when I met him, I'm not going to portray you as a hero. It's impossible for me to do that. But I will hopefully start a conversation that will maybe lead to a better understanding of how this can happen to people, how, right, as I right. said, racism is inherited. Where, where was The real his... hero of the story, let me just say this, is Daryl Lamont Jenkins... Over there, he is the founder of the One People's Project, and he is the man responsible for getting Brian Widener out of this movement. He's done it with many wow. other people. He works for Antifa. He is a man on the front lines opposing these people. He's doing the work that we should all be doing, but we're afraid to do it. I'm certainly afraid to do it. He, he, is, he is really the, the true hero of the story. Wow, that's fascinating. We don't often have the real heroes of stories with us in the studio. And honestly, I, I commend you because... It's not an easy role to play, but I'm even more, um, I, I would love to say, proud of the way you're having the conversation around a really complicated topic. Thank sure. you so much for I coming on the show. Thank you so amazing, much. Amazing, amazing job. Skin will be in theaters and on demand July 26th, everybody. Jamie Bell. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.